Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to give our review of the two games yesterday afternoon. Sunday afternoon, we had the Dolphins taking on the Roosters. And then the Gold Coast Titans and the Tigers went head-to-head at Leichhardt Oval. We'll kick off with the biggest upset of round one. One of the biggest upsets in recent times. The Dolphins in their first game knocking over the Sydney Roosters. Uh, We spoke about... Uh, you know, what it means and, you know, Wayne Bennett and everything in a podcast earlier today. I think we called it the Wayne Bennett miracle or another Bennett miracle or something along those lines. So uh, that sort of stuff, you can listen to it there. We'll talk about the game sort of here, more so the X's and O's of the game. Uh, I thought earlier it was pretty evident that the Dolphins, as they should, look like a team that hadn't played together all that much. A couple of times that, you know, just nothing plays, turning unders and, and, and just timing was a little bit off here and there. But they just kept hanging in and they played with Ticker the entire time. And when I say they're a team that's lacking connections, so they should. They're a new franchise, yeah, with a number of players that have not played together before. Um, you know, I, I went through their back line on the podcast yesterday. Essentially, Ewan Aitken was the only guy in their back line that was a regular first grader last year, and he was playing in the back row, now playing in the centres. So what Wayne and them managed to achieve yesterday was simply incredible. I thought it was so impressive. I thought Sean O'Sullivan... The thing I love about SOS, and it's something that I think people underappreciate or undervalue, is that if you're not in a better spot than Sean O'Sullivan, he will take the hit every single time. And I love that he does that. He's a run-first sort of guy, uh, which quite when you're a run-first guy, it makes your pass so dangerous. And as much as he doesn't have this incredible passing game that's out of this world, his pass selection and his timing, Sean O'Sullivan, very, very good. And when you're running so often and you're taking teams on, you make your passing game really dangerous. So I thought Sean O'Sullivan, he managed this team very very, very well. Just did exactly what you would anticipate him to do. Uh, Jeremy Marshall King out of Dummy Harp. Wow. Fuck, he was impressive. Uh, obviously, we, we, we raved about him last year at the Bulldogs and how good he was going. I remember at the start of last year, he came out and said he wants to be, uh, I think it was a top five hooker in rugby league, and everyone laughed at him, gave him shit. And I said at the time, fuck, imagine having a crack at someone who just wants to be the best at what they do. It's fucking outrageous. And I think that ever since then, JMK, if you look over the last two years, you know, including that game yesterday and big upsets like that, and you were to list, you know, the top 10 hookers in rugby league, I think you 100% have to have Jeremy Marshall King in there. Is he in the top five? Probably not, but he's getting fucking close to it. If he keeps performances up like he did yesterday against the Sydney Roosters, uh, I definitely think he can push himself in there. So shout out to Jeremy Marshall King. I've always been a huge fan of him and I couldn't 
understand. I couldn't make sense of people getting upset because a guy wants to be the best that he possibly can. Fucking outrageous. It's the peak of rugby league internet. I thought he was great. He set up the first try for Hammer, who uh, I've got to take some humble pie here. Hammer, I thought he looked really good. A couple of times he got into dummy half. You could see the Wayne Bennett effect starting to rub off on him. Uh, I still got a lot of question marks about him as a fullback, but there is no doubt whatsoever. Yesterday was probably his best game I've seen him play at fullback. He was very, very impressive. Um... Isaiah Katoa, our boy, uh, handled himself really well. Had a hand in a couple of tries there, a few good runs. Uh, defensively, handled himself pretty well. That's what I was worried about. I thought he did well. He had a moment there where uh, the Roosters scored first, then Hammer scored, and then you thought, okay, the Dolphins are in this game. Uh, the Roosters kick off, and Isaiah Katoa tries to trap the ball, completely fucks it. Uh, the Roosters get the ball back, and they scored off that set. And from there, I was like, okay, this is where we'll get to see what Isaiah Katoa is made of. He's made a big blunder. He's made a real raw rookie blunder, which he should be doing because he is raw and he is a rookie. Um, how will he respond to this? And I, I thought he responded sensationally. I was so impressed with him. Uh, the play that he got the ball and, you know, it's his first game. He's going up against the Sydney Roosters. It's last tackle. He's, you know, most guys would be thinking, hey, just got to get this kick away. Just got to land it in the right spot. Keep it in the field. Don't put it in the in goals. Blah, blah, blah. He actually looks up and he takes off. Now, when he takes off, I think a lot of halves in this situation, it was like a four-on-two. So most guys would dig really deep into the line and, 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 and try and play it. All he did was took five or six quick steps, enough to get on the outside of his man, then hand off to Felice Cafusi. And it's those little things, the awareness that he has and the timing that he has that most guys don't. As I said, most young halves would have seen that. They would have tried to burn the outside. They would have ended up going sideways. He played straight. He just got at the outside shoulder of his man and knew his job was done and released the ball Sometimes the early release of the football is the most important play in a try, and in that one, it definitely was. He just handed it off to Felice Cafusi once he'd beaten his man. Didn't go too deep. Didn't overdo it. Didn't overplay it. Played it absolutely perfectly, and it's those little things that Isaiah Katoa, I'm sure that live, he probably didn't even realize he was doing it. It just comes to him naturally, and you absolutely love to see that from a young guy who, um, you know, he had a good game. It wasn't a, you know, a brilliant game, but he just did what he had to do and came up with those little plays that sort of shows you that, you know, the stuff that I've been really excited about for quite some time now. Uh, he forced a drop out at one point. There was a brilliant kick, the awareness to know where James Tedesco was. Uh, plenty of positives to come from Isaiah Katoa, and I'm very, very excited about his future. Future, as I've been saying uh, for quite some time. Uh, I thought Jermaine Osako, he saved a good try on Daniel Tupu. He then scored two tries later. Uh, obviously, he's been a very hot and cold sort of character, and I think that throughout the year, um, that edge of Isaiah Katoa and Branko Lee will be very rocks and diamonds. They're the sort of footballers that they are, uh, but the upside of both of them is brilliant, and you saw that from Osako yesterday. I thought he was really good in attack and in defense as well, which has been an issue for him in the past. Um, who else stood out for me? Uh, Felice Cafusi. Good fucking God. What a weapon. Um, for him to put on those two big hits, I posted a thing last night. Wayne Bennett sort of came out and said that was the turning point, which it 100% was. And this was this was always the positive with the Dolphin, that the older heads that they brought from the Melbourne Storm was all about building culture. And I think you could really, really see that yesterday afternoon. I thought Felice Cafusi, he was on a fucking mission to whack cheese like that. And then I think the next one was Egan Butcher. Uh, he was brilliant, Felice Cafusi. By far and away, the man of the match took home the... 
Artie Beetson medal. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what that medal was called, but it was obviously uh, in memory of the great Artie Beetson, one of the greatest players we've ever seen. And uh, someone sent me a thing during the week of uh, Artie Beetson's book, and there was a chapter in there that essentially said if the Dolphins were in the NRL, he would die happy. So fantastic to see the Dolphins in there and Artie Beetson, a champion of the Sydney Roosters uh, and of the Dolphins, of course, remembered like that. So great to see. Uh, but yeah, Felice Cafusi, absolutely love that. You look at the history of Wayne Bennett and his coaching. Your Bo Scotts, your Tony Cowles, your Gordon Tallises, these sort of guys that he has in his team, even for a while there at South Sydney, your Jaden Sewers, slight lunatics. Uh, they're real enforcers, but he can trust them to do a job every single time. And I think Felice Cafuzzi, you can add him to that list. Uh, he, he was l- quite literally building culture on the field yesterday, putting pride in that jersey, which was great to see. Uh, I thought the Dolphins, when they came in the second half, they were great. Two force dropouts to start. And this is, this is the beauty of rugby league. Everyone's got two arms and two legs and if you do the fundamentals properly you can win games of football and you can be really fucking successful and the Dolphins did that yesterday great to see I thought Katoa really came into his own um, in, in in the second half I thought it would take a few more weeks uh, it took 40 minutes and then he sort of found himself so very exciting times for the Dolphins I do just think it's going to be interesting once the week to week grind sets in people telling me oh, they're definitely not a bottom four team we had these similar conversations with Newcastle last year. Um, you know, I got absolutely pumped for saying that they'd be a bottom four team. They won their first two games. They beat the Roosters round one, if you remember. Sounds familiar. Uh, and everyone got really, really excited about them. Just, I just, I'm just not convinced on the Dolphins just yet. They couldn't have started in better fashion. There's no doubt about it. But like every single team in this competition, you don't go off one game. You go off the first probably five, six weeks until you can get a really good understanding of sides. Injuries start to happen. Suspensions start to happen week-to-week grind starts to happen. You have poor referee calls. You have all this stuff that goes into building a strong footy side and one game isn't enough to go off. It's a fantastic start. There's no doubt about that. And if we get six weeks away and the Dolphins have done that for their six first games, like Wayne Bennett did with the Broncos in 88, completely different conversation. But I am just... I just want to wait and see what happens with this Dolphin side and how they go over the next few weeks. But from what they've started with, it couldn't have got any better. Uh, For the Roosters... Disappointing. Very, very disappointing. Uh, yeah, I mean, their halves were a little bit all over the place. Uh, Teddy was doing his best, but just sort of didn't have the same impact as what he usually does. Just a number of passes that were just off the mark. A lot of errors through the middle. Obviously, without Jared Rhea Hargraves, hurts. It looks like Matty Lodge, he's going to be out for an extended period now, which is a real fucking stinger. Victor Radley got a HIA during the game, wasn't allowed to return. I think the cheese had to come off at one point as well. Uh, so the Roosters are going to be really, really tested over the next few weeks. They have a bye coming soon. I think their buy might be round four, uh, so they'll be very keen to get there and sort of regroup. But it is just one game. We've seen the Roosters start poorly in the past. Uh, you know, I, I remember in 2018, they lost their first game to the Tigers and everyone wrote them off. They went and won that premiership. Then they won the premiership after that as well. So uh, people riding the Roosters off, <laughs> don't lose your minds. It's one game. Um, obviously, there was a lot of emotion that went into that for the Dolphins. That's the other thing I do wonder about the Dolphins. Are they going to be that up every single week? It's the week-to-week grind, which I wonder if the Dolphins are going to be up for every single week. Uh, the Roosters, I'm really not writing off any stocks. I called them a premiership heavyweight after the game yesterday. People said, are you joking? They lost a trial. They lost to the Dolphins. I don't give a fuck. We've watched enough footy over the years to know the Roosters start slow, and it doesn't matter how you start it. It's about how you finish. That's the reality of it. So 
everyone that's sort of looking to bag the roosters and say they're done or they're shit or whatever, please wake up to yourselves. Uh, they will they will work it all out. They'll find their way. There's too many talented guys in that side not to. I thought Suwali'i, his de- de- defense was really, really good in parts. Uh, there was a shot that he put on Isaiah Katoa that was fucking brutal. That was tough as nails. Jeez, he can hit. Uh, I, I did like the way that Sam Walker, he was running the ball a lot. I like seeing that from him. Uh, but yeah, look, not a stack of positives to come from the Roosters, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the occasion just sort of got to the chooks. Um, I, I thought that there was a play there where uh, I think it was Luke Keary threw a ball into Nat Butcher's chest and it rebounded off and they challenged it. And fuck, I'm glad the bunker called a knock on on that play. For me, if a pass is going to your chest and you're in the process of half catching it and it hits your te- chest and bounces off you, that's a knock-on every day of the week, and I really don't want to see that rule changed. I just I can't believe that that was even a consideration by the Roosters to think that wasn't a knock-on. For me, that has to be a knock-on every day of the week, uh, and I'm glad that the bunker made the decision that they did on that one. Um, I thought Egan Butcher obviously got Simbin. He got about 30 in Supercoach. J- j- just keep in mind with Egan that you know he got 10 in the bin, so it was minus 10. So if you take that off, all of a sudden he's on 40. If he plays those 10 extra minutes, all of a sudden you're looking at, you know, 45, 47 around that mark. That's without any really attacking upside, and he wasn't fantastic in this game either. So people panicking about Egan Butcher, just chill out for a second. Just relax. Angus isn't there. Tilly's not there. His job security is really good at the moment. I don't understand the complete and utter panic about Egan Butcher. I think it's a really... Really big overreaction by people. But congratulations uh, to the Dolphins. Uh, a great win for them. Did all their fundamentals and their basics right, which is all you need to do in rugby league. All right, the late game, the Gold Coast Titans and the West Tigers from Leichhardt Oval. Really good win for the Gold Coast Titans. Obviously, Foz, he got injured in this one, which is a real stinger. Um, I like the way that they played. I love that they... You know, they had the Beaufort-Moore injury, so they said, okay, we need to adapt, we need to react, so we're going to put Dave Fafita outside Kieran Foran. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really effective. I thought it was one of Fafita's stronger games. I thought he was really nice. Even when Foz left the field, I still thought Fafita was really good and he was being utilised properly, which was great to see. Um, and, you know, I thought the Titans were really good, and I thought Tino was really quiet normally. When the Titans are winning games of football, Tino has got the fucking Superman cape on and he's going to another level. So I thought that was really good to see. I thought Brimson, the trial that he scored was just vintage Brimo. Uh, I thought he was very impressive. He's so good to watch Brimson. It'll be interesting to see. You would assume that he probably moves to 5'8". Now, I'm not sure how long um, how long Kieran Foran will be out for. He might be back next week. There was reports that it might have just been a cork, so you might see him back next week, but uh, AJ Brimson, if he moves to 5'8", they bring Jaden Campbell into fullback. Uh, pretty handy spot to be, realistically. Uh, I, I would rather have Foz out there, but I don't think they lose a stack by making that change. Uh, so positive signs for the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, obviously, my boy, Campiera, he didn't get too much ball. The ball sort of uh, evaded him. He had about 10 runs or so for 80 metres. couple of knock-ons, to be fair, uh, so it wasn't his best performance, but uh, don't panic on him. I think he's got a lot more to offer, and I think that um, with Supercoach, we'll talk about it more with Timmy Williams this week, that you know, I, I think he got eight points or something, which is far from ideal, but just remember, that's his round one score, so as far as price changes go, that will be in his rolling average for one week, uh, and then it will be gone, so if there's any week to have an absolute stinker, it is that week. Uh, without Foz, definitely hurts his cause as well. But I think there'll be a lot of people that'll sell Campiera. Uh, and I just think it's a matter of time until he scores a couple of tries in a row. He's got that sort of ability. That edge is strong as well with Fafita and stuff. 
I think it's a matter of time, so don't panic with Calm Piera. Uh, Jermaine Jolliffe, I thought he was solid. Uh, Isaac Liu had a good game as well. Sammy Verrills played the entire 80. Didn't didn't have a superstar game, but he was just solid. He was exactly what they needed him to be. Uh, so, yeah, plenty of positives. I thought Phil Sami was very good. I think he ended up scoring two tries. He was very, very good in that game. Very impressive. Uh, so, yeah, plenty of positives saw the Tides. I also thought Sam McIntyre. I thought there was a chance that he might actually win that starting spot uh, for the Titans. They did obviously go with Joey Stimson in the end, uh, but two very talented guys there. I do like Sam McIntyre. I'd like to see him get a few more minutes, but Joe Stimson, he did play out the full 80 minutes on the bench there. Uh, Mo Fodawaker, 42 minutes. Um, uh, had an error early, sort of bounced back from that okay from then on. Uh, but yeah, just it's so weird with Mo Fodawaker. Like I'm sitting here a couple of years ago watching him play Origin going, holy fuck. This guy could be a top five front rower in rugby league. And, I mean, at the moment, I'm not sure if he's a top, top three front rower at the Gold Coast Titans. It's uh, it's bizarre. Hopefully, he can get back to his very best. But, yeah, plenty of positives to take from the Gold Coast Titans. Um, isn't Leichhardt Oval becoming less and less intimidating? I always I always think Leichhardt Oval, how good, Tigers. But, geez, their record there isn't overly impressive. Uh, it's getting worse and worse the longer we go. So, Shout out to the Titans. A good W there. Very impressive stuff. Uh, I still don't think they played their best either, so I still think that they are another team that's got a lot more to offer. For the Tigers, uh, pretty disappointing. Uh, I thought that at Leichhardt and whatnot, they would do pretty well. Uh, they're missing Johnny Bateman, but outside of that, pretty full-strength side, realistically. Bloor, he he went off with the HIA and didn't come back, so that hurt them, but I thought that uh, Asu Kapoa came in and did a pretty good job there, so no real excuses for them. I think it was pretty evident that their entire game is centred around that of Adam Dwayhe, and he did some really, really good things in the game yesterday. I think he scored a try. I think he had another try assist, so essentially everything was coming from Adam Dewey, uh, and I think that's how it's sort of going to be. Brooks, not a bad game. Definitely not his best game, though. Uh, did run a lot, which I like to see. He had 19 runs for 192 metres, but you just want to see a little bit more from Booksy. Uh, Stefano wasn't overly impressive, let's be honest here. I was hoping for more. David Clement was solid through the middle. I thought Isaiah Papali looked a little bit lost. Uh, still ran for 160-odd metres, but uh, I think they've got to work out how to utilise him properly still. Four offloads and whatnot did well. 26 tackles, one missed tackle. Uh, for a guy that, in my opinion, looked a little bit lost, Still had a pretty fucking good game at the end of the day, Isaiah Papali'i. Uh, they did start with Appy coming off the bench, which I understand. I get it. But I just wonder if Tigers got a little bit too cute. I'm not sure if they're the sort of side that they can withstand the first 20 minutes and then bring Appy on. Um, they obviously went down after about 25 minutes. They were down 12 nil or something. So I would be starting Appy personally. He's the captain. He's the face of the club now. Just start with him on the field and then make an adjustment throughout the game. It's not like Jake Simpkin is a Mitch Kenny where he's a tackle bot. You can play Appy Curacao for the first bit of the game. If he needs a spell, bring on Simpkin. Uh, it's just not the move that I would have made personally. Thought Alex Twal, good to see him back. 45 tackles. He was solid. Um, yeah, Dane Laurie, I thought he had a good game as well 200 odd meters brett naden mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market 
We spoke about him in the trial, how impressive he looked. Fuck, he was good. Uh, 16 runs for 200 metres with one line break, six tackle breaks. I thought he was really good, Brent Nain. He had three offloads as well, which you love to see. Um, only the one missed tackle, made seven. So plenty of positives there for Brent Naden. You have a look at their back line. Uh, had a lot of tackle breaks in this game uh, and had a lot of line breaks and offloads as well. It's disappointing they only put together 10 points because the stats sort of indicate they should have had more. Nofaluma, three offloads. Naden, three offloads. Tommy Talao, one offload. Charlie Staines, three offloads. Um, and I think four of them had line breaks. So Look, a loss for the West Tigers, which is far from ideal in round one at Leichhardt, but I don't think it was a train wreck game for them. I think there's a lot of positives to take out of that for the West Tigers. Uh, but yeah, weren't able to get the Chockeys in that one. The Titans coming home 22-10. to 10. The Tigers next week, who have they got? They got the Newcastle Knights at Leichhardt. Well, they're back to Leichhardt again, back-to-back Sunday afternoons at Leichhardt. How good. Uh, West Tigers versus Newcastle Knights, two teams that lost last week. Uh, that is going to be the desperate stakes. I think whoever Whoever loses that one is probably in for a pretty poor season, to be honest with you. You don't want to start 0-2, especially when you've only played teams that not many people have in their top eight, realistically. So uh, that'll be a really interesting game. Newcastle Knights at 2.27. Keen to see how KP goes in that one. Interesting to see if we see Johnny Bateman back as well. The Titans, they take on the Dragons next week in their first game coming to you from, I think that's Wynn Stadium uh, down there. So, yeah, congratulations to the Titans. A good win going down to Sydney to get it done in round one, despite Foz getting injured, despite losing Bo Furmore. Uh, a really good win for the club there. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 